Joseph, my friends, we're back. The Reality Friends podcast is here, whether you like it or not, to continue talking about the challenge. There's no season going on right now, so we're going to go back in time to talk about Rivals, one of our favorite seasons. Joseph, are you excited? Ah, Eric, I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't tell from that scream. I'm very excited to talk about this season. Eric, we've only watched a, a, a little bit of the season so far, but man, is this a great season of reality television? I must. It's say. the fucking best season of the challenge. <laughs> it's it's just simply the best. If you think there's a better season, I'm curious to hear your reasoning because I feel like this just has it all. There are some seasons that come close, but 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 this sure. one, Bloodlines, of course. Yes, Bloodlines, The Rivals Three, all those were were great, but but. None of them hold a, quite a candle to Rivals One. I don't think this was what when the before the idea was stale. These were actual authentic rivalries. I'm so looking forward to getting into this with you, Eric. What are the reasons why this turned out to be such a good season? Do you think? Um, I think I think one. I think that there's a lot of good narrators on this season. There's a lot of very funny people for better or worse. Uh, there's there's some uh, good narrators on the season. And yeah. like I said, I think the concept itself uh, was really interesting and really kind of paid homage to the history of the show. There's a lot of fun moments in it. I mean, just in this first episode alone, we've got like a, a lot of moments that would make any season's highlight reel, I think. Uh, yeah. And they have one of the most memorable finales, too. Like one of the greatest uh, final legs of the race, I think. Uh, I'm just, I'm talking, of course, about day one, not the bullshit mockery that's day two, which I will complain about in about 12 episodes. But yeah, so we'll day one was mental. Yeah. It was crazy. And Eric, do you remember the first time you watched this season? No. No, you don't? Yeah. I, re- <laughs> I, I did at some watching, point. Yeah, I remember watching this season when it aired. And I remember thinking Ooh. like, oh my gosh, this is... I remember watching the cast bios before the season. I was very excited. Uh, this all came from the boys over at ESPN too. Bill, Salmon, Bill Simmons, David Jacoby, those guys. It all came from the idea submitted really? by a, a fan. A fan submitted this idea, and they kind of expanded upon it and uh, actually made the show, which is crazy. You know, that's kind of fitting that a fan would come up with by far the best concept for a season <laughs> in the show's history. No, that's yes. cool. So to reset, anyone new to the podcast, uh, our dynamic here is that Joseph is the true OG challenge aficionado and expert. He yes. got me into it from my other shows like Survivor, Big Brother, because I love these strategic shows, even though sometimes is the challenge a strategic show? Eh, kind of <laughs> teeters on that line, but we'll get I still into like that. it. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into that. Yeah. So he brought me in and I started watching during um, the, the first free for all season, blanking on the name, 25. Well, what was that? Free, uh, free agents free, free agents. agents yeah yeah so a couple seasons after this i actually didn't realize how recent this season was because to me it was like free agents and then everything before it was like in the past this was season 21 i missed a few uh guesses at which season number this was on paramount plus until <laughs> yes, i finally got the, it the way they have you pick the thing too is so stupid and inconvenient but we won't get into that <laughs> um this and this season we're coming up on the 10th anniversary of it as well so i think the timing couldn't be 
more appropriate, Eric. Or maybe we just passed it, depending on when you're listening to this. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Perfect time. Perfect time to to fill the void in between the seasons. So let's let's start talking about it. I'm excited. Let's 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 uh, talk about the peaks and uh, the more peaks of this episode because it was a great one. Yes. Um, no valleys. Be- no valleys. Before we get into it, a big disclaimer oh, no. for this oh, no. uh, whole season in general. Fuck. I don't um, want to do this. Yeah, I know. We have to. But, uh, there's, I think, a couple of people on this season who haven't been back since. Some of them have been banned from the show, uh, namely uh, uh, Kenny and Evan and uh, Camilla for set for another incident. Uh, we've also heard things about Adam King, uh, allegations with people coming from this season. Uh we obviously uh, in no way support anything that those guys have done, but we are going to have to talk about this season. Sometimes these guys are going to do stuff that's funny, and sometimes they're going to do stuff where we compliment them. But just know that obviously uh, what they have done uh, to get kicked off was abhorrent, and we in no way justify anything they did. I think you said that way better than I could have, um, so I won't really add too much other than to say, just kind of looking at this as like, we're going backwards in time, we're really just looking at the show for an entertainment vehicle that it is, and that's it. So, um, yeah, well said, and let's move on. Yeah, uh, on that note. Um, so great we, start. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, great, great start, great start. Uh, but let's get into the season. So, we start Dude. with... an. The season had the montage. best intro. The best yes. intro. The best. <laughs> For so many reasons. All right, go. It was a bunch of rock music and uh, moments from challenges past of people yelling at each other and being really mean to one another, Eric. This is such a great format because it let the show steer into what is at its core, like what it's about, which is just casting a bunch of fucking meatheads who are going to yell at each other and say stupid shit and the the montage is exactly all of that and what's more it also is like one of the most athletically interesting you know cast too we we had some like real all-stars coming together to put on a clinic so oh my god the montage was was just unbelievable and and i think it's uh i think it might have been robin who who's like this is like the biggest group of assholes ever assembled on a challenge. <laughs> might actually be true prophetic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah very prophetic um there's they're the craziest group of people it's a bunch of hotheads um but then we, we get a, a nice touching moment uh because as we know now uh tj got into an accident uh where he i guess he fell directly on his face eric i, I looked this up online uh, but he had to mm-hmm. be put into an induced coma. And at the time, we didn't know if TJ was going to be okay or not. We had no idea. So it was really cool and touching to see him come out and see everyone else also be equally as touched by it. Yeah, and this is uh, only, what, like 10 seasons or, or fewer into his hosting career. So to see yeah. how much of an impact it made on the cast when he walked out to roaring applause it was kind of cool to see he's really become the face of the franchise by this point yeah i don't know if they would have been crying if uh johnny mosley uh, <laughs> got us hurt yeah they might have been like uh oh well you can't win them all <laughs> i don't know I have, I have no idea what he was like as a host but uh clearly they yeah. love tj so yeah. that was cool to see 
Yeah, we all we all love TJ, and TJ I think also uh, does a really good job here of like setting the table for what's like about to happen here. He's like, you're looking around and you see somebody, you might have beat them, you might have had beef with them, you might have punched them in the face. Well, this one and only person is going to be your partner for the rest of the season, and everyone's like genuinely shocked. It looks like. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what the season was lacking. Now that I think about it, uh, we I could have gone for a cyrus tj rivalry pair um what do you think <laughs> i would have liked that too that would have been good they would have won the, won the show though that wouldn't that wouldn't have been fair um <laughs> cyrus your rival is a real motherfucker it's me <laughs> i'm not done with you i have not squashed this beef yet cut to uh, a confessional cut to a confessional of sarah this changes everything yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for that line yeah, we got a lot yeah. of good uh good scripted lines here throughout the season yeah. as always yeah. it wouldn't really be the challenge without them though no um but yeah everyone looks like i said genuinely surprised this was before like even the concept of this was like nuance across reality tv in general we'd never seen this on survivor or anything so they were genuinely surprised and uh they start pairing them off and the first one it's probably the most notorious one, uh, which is CT and Adam. They do not bury the lead here at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the one where either CT or Adam should instantly know who their rival is. I mean, I guess CT could easily have a lot, but like, come on, it's obviously. But if you're, be if you're Adam, this. right? You know, like, okay, it's the guy who punched me in the face. Um, for for Adam, remember- it's less of like rivals and more executioner, I believe. If, I, <laughs> if memory of that fight serves me, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they're interesting to me too because they had like three different fights like across like their history together. Like they got into a fight on Real World Paris where CT's oh. like pushing him around. Yeah, uh, they I got didn't know that. To, yeah, they got into a fight because like Adam wasn't defending him or CT didn't feel like he was defending him. And so CT got in his face. Then on Gauntlet 3, he pours like a beer on Adam's head. And then the fight of all fights, Duel 2, where he almost uh, rips his head off and eats it, I believe. Yeah, I believe those were the words. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Three totally justified, um, not at all one-sided <laughs> altercations. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy not how this keeps happening. Seems what like... is it about Adam? You know, what's this maniac do that, that causes so many fights, do you think? I th- I think that Adam is kind of a little weasel in some ways, but not like <laughs> but like I I don't really even in the duel two it's not even clear necessarily what transpired and like how it escalated to that point. But Adam did throw the first punch at CT if you watch that fight. Okay, that kind of ruins my joke. So never never mind. I kind yeah. of forgot that fact. Okay, oops, oops. Uh, I kind of just yeah. assumed it was CT. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't really think of it because, it, it, you know, it's Adam punching CT. It's not, like, going to really affect it the same way when it's the other way around. So Yeah, right. Okay, that, yeah. that's that's good to know. Good to know. So, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's the a team number one, right? Yeah. We're off to a great start. Who's next? Yeah. Kara uh, and uh, Laura. Laurel. Yeah, I, I think this is another headliner. Like, this is an yeah. iconic team in the challenge history. These are two of the most notorious players, and they've loved each other and they've hated each other. Yeah. I, it's crazy, too, because they've only kind of have a more complicated history since after this. Like, because yeah. after this, now they're friends, and then they became rivals again. 
And uh, at this point, they really only had one season of beef with each other in Cutthroat because Laurel didn't feel like Kara was a good competitor, felt like she was getting by on Abram's coattails. So this is interesting to see because they're both relatively still new to the show. It's also interesting that that was Cara Maria's reputation back then. And I, I get it, like going back and watching Cutthroat, but now she's one of the faces of the franchise who's like, you know, known as a more of a badass competitor. At least that's like the presentation of Cara that we get. Uh, so that that's kind of interesting to look back at where this feud started. Uh, and yeah, they could easily do another rival season for completely new reasons. How great yeah. is that, MTV? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can milk this even further. Yeah, I got yeah. my eye on Kara throughout the season to uh, watch her development. Next team up is Bananas and Tyler. Um, they were on the same real world season together, Key West, um, and they got along. Seeming, I didn't. I don't really remember that season to be honest. But then on the on the duel, Tyler calls out Johnny on the first elimination for. I don't what the even fuck remember was he doing? Why. That, that <laughs> yeah. makes no goddamn sense to me. <laughs> That's one of the most word. baffling. He like, really wanted to was. do what the house wanted or something. Was was yeah. that? Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things where I think what he said was like, "Oh well, this is what everyone wanted anyway. It's gonna happen anyway. Might as well." And I'm just like. That's not how you're going to change the game. Like, I don't... Like, yeah, like, don't you want to compete with your friend longer on this show? Like, your one friend you have going into it? Makes no sense, but whatever. Okay. Right. Is, is that can, the entire origin? No, well, then they continued over to Gauntlet 3, and when, when Johnny sent in Tyler, he makes, like, a really insulting, like, gay accent, like, when he does it, and Tyler mm. was, like, put off by that. And then on Cutthroat, they seemingly have beef again, and... Johnny and Confessionals talking about how much weight Tyler's gained. And then Tyler gets the one up on him by beating CT uh, in the season before this in that elimination, uh, the infamous backpack. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's, mm-hmm. there's, there they had some history there. This was a good pairing. Okay. All right, cool. I feel like I missed all of that somehow. Like those are the exact couple of seasons that I haven't gotten around to yet in that era. So I'm, I'm kind of yeah. curious to go back and see the origin of that, that feud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the other? Up, what are the, what are the other big? Yeah, hit me with the big ones. What are the big pairs in your mind? Because I feel like there's some we can probably gloss over, right? Yeah. Like, no, there there will be uh, the next one. Uh, Teresa and Camilla. They had one little brush up on Cutthroat, and that was it. Uh, Evan and Nehemiah uh, had a little bit of history on the duel too, when Nehemiah called out Evan, but that was about it. Uh, yeah, these are some of the minor ones, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul, and, Paul and Evelyn, I never really saw the beef there. You watched The Island. Do you remember anything with them? You know, I, I remember the incident at the end. It was Evelyn kind of uh, took Paula's spot um, in, in, the, in the boat, right? Where yeah. she kind of worked with Bananas and Derek and Kenny to say like, hey, I'm, I'm a better competitor. Go with me. Um, I don't remember how into it Evelyn and Paula, like the two of them themselves got. Uh, I don't remember that being that big of a deal. So I, I guess it didn't make a huge impression on me, but you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, maybe they did yeah, get into no, a big I, fight. I, I really don't remember too much about that one. Davis and Tyree had this whole thing on the real world where Davis said something really racist as hell, and he would definitely not be on the show nowadays if that would have come out. Uh, oh, cool! Because my first my first thought was going to be, why does Davis keep getting cast? I don't understand that. I was going to ask you. <laughs> 
I honestly don't know either. I honestly don't know either. And the craziest part about the whole thing is that they were both also cast on the same season where Tyree was listed as a bad guy and Davis as a good guy, even though Davis was the one who called Tyree a really horrible thing. Like, it, it, it makes no sense. Like, like the the logic back in the day. Like, was that yeah. good guys versus badasses? Yeah, it was Inferno right? 3. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least it's like badass and not bad guy but like how how is davis a good guy at all ever after that i i don't know and again the main question is how does he keep in and cat i haven't mean, yet to see him do anything except take a punch from ct and in, in any of these yeah. shows i really think that this was like at the time like this was like a huge fight in the real world like history or whatever it was like a big fight they like rebroadcast all the time uh, I doubt they would do that now, but like, probably it, not. It was, no. it was a big fight back in the day, so I think they just wanted to capitalize on that. I guess. Okay, yeah. great. Well, but Jen, we, we Jen won't did... have to put up with them for too long, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Well, what makes you say that? Uh, Jen and Mandy, Jen, yeah, and honestly, too, they really both uh, are two of the worst competitors in, <laughs> yeah. like, in like the history of the show, uh, like paired together. Uh, they, yeah, anyway. Jen and Mandy, uh, they had like a little fight on Fresh Meat to uh, Adam and Leroy. I remember watching their season of Real World Las Vegas and actually uh, seeing their fight take place. Um, Adam Royer, uh, as we'll get into later on, just can't really handle his liquor. And I think that was their issue uh, pretty much the whole season. Uh, Sarah and Caitlin, who were also on the same Real World season together, uh, Caitlin stabbed her in the back on Fresh Meat 2. Um, they were really close on their real world season. Ty and Brandon mm-hmm. also random fight. Jasmine and John A were fighting over the same dude on the real world, even though this dude looked like me. It'd be like two women trying to fight over me. So I, I never got why they so, were trying to fight over this guy so much. Oh, like, stop it. Oh, stop <laughs> it, Joseph. <laughs> I'm just saying, the guy was unremarkable. Um, I need... I, <laughs> Anissa and Robin, another... You must be uglier uh, than you. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I, I watched it a while. Anissa and Robin, another unfortunate uh, racial incident. Uh, I watch, I'm watching Robin's old season of Real World too. She was she was not great back in the day. Uh, but, feeling a theme, a theme here. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not, not one that they should do. I'm just saying a trend. <laughs> no, a trend. no, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. feeling a trend here. <laughs> Do not make this a theme, yeah. Um, but the Jesus, and then the man. last the last team they present is the the heavy hitters, the probably the if not second to Adam and CT, they're number one. It's Kenny and Wes. Yeah, this is the reason why the season is so great. I mean, this is uh, two titans of the game, two of the biggest personalities and the best confessional givers, I would say, whether you love them or hate them, which a lot of people would, you know, vote for either of those options, I believe. And they're forced to work together. And this is like has huge ramifications on the season. It brings two completely antagonistic alliances together. Uh, well, making fun right. of each other the whole way through to the end. It's it's like a uh, unparalleled dynamic, I think that that we really don't see in any other season. It's it's so great, and like you said, the fact that they have to force 
each other to like one another when they really don't. Kenny says that Wes's biggest biggest weakness is his ugly face. <laughs> I know. I, it makes me laugh every time. I can't help it. It's one of my favorite quotes in challenge history along with Eric, I'm sure. <laughs> it's so funny, man. It's so so just pointlessly mean and funny. Um <laughs> Their pairing is like a couple of kindergartners who the teacher makes them hold their hands for like an entire afternoon. That's that's what it's like watching them go through this season. They have yeah. no choice but to work together and uh, they just hate each other's guts. And it's really fun to watch. Great idea, whoever that fan was who sent that in. Yes. Um, Le- Leroy has a really interesting quote here where he says, TJ lets us know that third place gets no money. Well, uh, I'm going for first then. Oh, poor Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, this will uh, be the first of many, many close, but no cigar, no money performances, unfortunately. Leroy seems um, so hungry God, I'm not in looking this episode, forward to, like. to watching like him lose I, yet another. I, yes. Uh, Leroy was so hungry on this season. I felt like he... We hadn't seen like a drive like this in him, uh, I think, after for a while uh, after the season. I, I like... Wes is trying to rope in uh, him and Adam into some plan. And Leroy's just like, I'm not feeding into that, man. All right, we're just going to win. Like, that's all we have to do. We're just going to win. Yeah, demonstrating is uh, the, the the distance he has yet to go as far as mastering the political game. It's kind of cool <laughs> to watch this right after the last season of the challenge where Leroy and Cam really dominated the game together because he's, yeah. he's come a long way since saying, I don't give a shit about alliances. I'm just going to win everything. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To that control doesn't really the work. whole house politically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It's interesting. What did you think of uh, Wes here doing his typical West thing, trying to corral the rookies already? Wes is in his element here. I mean, this is uh, in, his, in his heyday, I think peak West where he's gotten a few seasons under his belt and he's developed the strategy and he really never deviates from here on out, I don't think, uh, until maybe he teams up with Bananas eventually. Um, his strategy is to just uh, bring in the weak, desperate rookies. And, you know, I think it really makes a lot of sense until you see him do it season in and season out. And then it's like, okay, obviously we're going to go after Wes because he's going to do the same shit he always does. But, like, in a vacuum roping in the newbies seems like a great idea just grab a bunch of numbers they're terrible at the game they they want to stay on tv as long as they can and start <laughs> yeah, getting exactly. ass back and yeah. west can provide that for them for a little bit until he discards them like used tissues it's really smart it and also helped, people are onto it though <laughs> it also helps too that now this season he has the protection of the kenny uh you know the jek alliance and oh he's uh, invincible he, yeah, exactly. So even if he's doing this stuff and it's backfiring on him, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, he can almost do no wrong this season. I mean, their alliance is uh, too big to fail, really. Uh, it, it's almost. It's, I don't even see a way that you can get around it. They all have like their incentives lined up to stay together. There's really no reason for anyone to defect. I mean, that's like, if you want to nitpick what's wrong with this season, it might be that there's like really no shot of any that, major shakeups happening i i realized that on my rewatch like uh pretty soon into it especially the second episode really solidified it for me but i was just like mm. man this whole season 
really was kind of predetermined in some senses of like who was going to be the teams near the end. Especially when you look at like Laurel is friends with Kenny and then Paul is really close with all those guys. And then they all wind up together at the end. That's like you said, that's the one thing about this season. The, yeah. At the time, I never really saw it. But now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, this is uh, by design. Yeah, the, those guys are all tied together now, especially when you consider Wes and Nehemiah are good friends and Nehemiah's teamed up with Evan. So they're all like locked in. And then they got a bunch of girls on the other side who are more than happy to vote with them uh, as long as they do the same in return on girls' elimination days. So yeah, it feels inevitable. And yet this season didn't need any major shakeups. And they were also very lucky to have CT and Adam make the run they did through the game because they served as the, the foil to the to the dominant alliance and you can kind of like put yeah. them in that underdog role for the entire season until the very end no yeah for sure they were definitely good for that uh, ct also lets us know that his brother was murdered he got shot in the back and that he's trying to turn over a new leaf this season yeah that was also really nice to see the the birth of a new ct Right, yes. where I feel like this marks his comeback. This is his first season back since the incident, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, we always see him as a mercenary and cutthroat. And yeah, this is his first season back. I think people didn't even want him back uh, before this. They were like still terrified of him, kind of rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but we, this is the beginning of, honestly, yeah, a new CT, as he kind of says. Yeah, uh, I, I get it. Watching those last couple seasons where he gets in those big fights, punches Davis for no reason, uh, yeah. almost kills Adam and eats his head and all that. Um, <laughs> kind of a bold move bringing him back, to be honest. Uh, and yet, it, it has paid off. It really worked out. Yeah. He has uh, <laughs> kept himself pretty clean since then. This was much too juicy of a theme to uh, keep CT out of it. Can you imagine the board meetings where they're discussing bringing CT back? If only it could be a fly on the wall for that. I'd love to see the pros oh and cons list. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being Adam, seeing this guy who, like, has beat the crap out of you, like, come back to? Oh, my gosh. Dude. Like, and now you got to work with him? Jeez. Yeah, I would want uh, some handlers around me at all times if I were Adam on yeah, this season, for, especially on party for, nights. Yeah, uh, they get a message on their T-Mobile My Touch 4G. They actually that have just the flows off the tongue. Yes, they, they, yeah, it's so easy to say. They also have the rookies uh, read the message, uh, letting them know that they have a mission tomorrow. And Robin thinks that they might be skydiving in tandem. It's a it's a good idea, um, you know. Not so crazy actually, because we've seen that come up uh, later. The only problem being, of course, that none of them are certified to skydive. Um, uh, when she says tandem, I assume she means with their partner. So I don't really understand the feasibility of that. But uh, you, they will they will do skydiving eventually, right? Yes. Speaking of skydiving, uh, the name of this next challenge is high dive, where they jump off 150 feet. Across these, uh, they call them hash marks or ribbons or whatever. And it's, uh, and yeah, you have to hold your partner's hand and jump off the thing. And uh, whoever makes it the furthest, the fastest wins is safe. And then the house votes on whoever else to go into elimination against the losing team. Yeah, so let's unpack that. A couple of things here. We got the, the format, which will carry us through the season and this particular um, daily, right? So starting with the daily, 
This is a really cool looking one. I mean, this this is one that's gonna bring out a bunch of reactions. I would be scared shitless. It would fucking suck so bad to do this. I cannot even imagine. Uh, but in, at its core, it's just like a long jump. It's just a long jump elevated many hundreds of feet uh, higher than it usually is, right? Um, 150 to be exact. Thank you, thank you, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, half the players DQ what the hell man they fucking ruined this challenge it could have been so great but then it's just like dq 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 they couldn't help themselves but put their toes over the line first of all why did that line need to be there is my first question why couldn't it have just been the edge um was that dangerous i don't know and secondly why couldn't the players just not dq especially the girls when it's a girl's day and if you dq Everyone else just has to manage to not touch the line. <laughs> and they, they don't go into elimination. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. What the hell, man? Explain especially when, like, especially when, like, Paula and Evelyn DQ so early. Like, you yeah. know at that point already that all you have to do is jump over the thing, maybe hit one hash mark. That's and, it. Like, like, that's like, all, that's all you have to do. Like, they didn't know that, like, they both had their feet on the line and that's ultimate like they didn't know that like it's i if they get a little slack i guess being like the first team to dq if they were i can't remember for sure but i think they were right um but like uh, well that's what i mean is at that point at that point don't dq like at that point right. do the safe thing do anything but dq anything anything right. else would be great if if yeah. you just managed to not dq if, if they dq'd and i was next i would just uh stand like uh six inches behind the line and then just do a graceful swan dive into the first rope and call it a day and i'm done yeah. and i'm not going into elimination great yeah this was this was a cool looking challenge too like the scenery and everything of the cliff it was actually pretty cool um but the real standout performances were put in by the two rookie teams, Eric. They were, yeah. yeah. Kind of kind of just a weird coincidence. But yeah, Leroy and Adam win. <laughs> uh, good job, Adam. You got your W uh, for the season. And, yeah. and you're only and one John in a. your challenge career. Yeah, he really went out on a high note. Good for him. <laughs> not not yeah. all competitors can say that. Yeah, he's, he's one he's one oh. Yeah, his is uh, he can he can always say that he's like undefeated, right? Yeah, uh, in challenge history, good for him. Good for him. There was there was a really underrated funny moment before Adam and Leroy jump off the thing where Leroy goes to Adam, "Hey, Adam, let's jump off. Let's clear this bitch, and let's clear this bitch." Like referring to the to the cliff, and Adam says to him, "Let's clear it, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> wow he really went out on top in in all possible ways uh good yeah. for him that's funny he was, yeah it was great um but yeah and they are, are the winners of the challenge today woo woo and evan paula are the losers Boo. oh my god the world is upside down i totally forgot that this happened that evelyn and paula lost the first challenge and seemingly were in danger yeah seemingly right i mean and the elimination looks like it really could have been anyone's game too but uh as we'll see of course they're they're not gonna lose uh but it's kind of weird to see the eventual winners of the show uh come in and hit the first elimination off of an abysmal dq yeah yeah it's pretty wild we see on the bus that laurel is already strategizing on who is going to go in against evelyn and paula 
Evelyn says herself that she wants to go against somebody good to get him out now because she feels pretty confident against them. Laurel has the same idea, except she doesn't want it to be herself. She wants it to be <laughs> Anissa and Robin. Davis yeah. tell Davis tells Anissa this on the bus. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of that move? Um, I mean, kind of a weird move from Davis. I don't think it was strategic. I think he was, you know, him and Anissa must be friendly. Um, but yeah, to tell her on the bus, and Anissa calls Laurel. Laurel's kind of a boss, honestly, because... Anissa called her out and Laura was still writing in the thing, like all, all the votes like that. She, she didn't even try to hide it. She just kept going with it. Laurel is such an interesting character. I mean, she, she's not kind of a boss. Uh, in, in my mind, she is a absolute, uh, like just, I don't know. What's, what's the word? Like a mafia mafioso in this game. She just truly gives no shits. She yeah. will operate with impunity. She will write everything in her, uh, extremely scary <laughs> diary that she wants in full view uh, of everybody. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong too. I feel like the diary with Laurel is like a running thing, like in other seasons as well. Oh, Somebody's it, somebody fact it's gotta be. this for me. Yeah, it's um, gotta be. I'm pretty sure free agents. It was a thing too. Uh, I I have this vague recollection of that. Yeah, but, I, I feel I feel like I do too. Uh, they get back to the house and Anissa and Robin are calling her out. Did you did you want to say something? Aaron? Quick question. Yeah. Um, have Laurel and Wes ever teamed up? Because they kind of seem like very similar versions of the same character where they like play a very openly evil game <laughs> and they here's just don't the, care. Here's the thing, though. I don't think Laurel thinks of herself in that way. And I think we kind of saw this on World of Worlds, too, where she doesn't think of herself in that way, even though she kind of is that way, as we're seeing evidence of right here. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, but they've never like gotten along too well or anything. I don't think have they. I'm not, no. I don't remember them teaming up. Damn, I, I, man. I don't remember a friendly. I don't remember a friendly moment between the two, let alone uh, them teaming up. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, that'd just be interesting to see. Okay, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. I'm happy now. But they start fighting back at the house, and with uh, Anissa, Robin, and Laurel. Anissa and Robin are kind of just telling Laurel, like, oh, why does it have to be us? What the hell? Instead of, like, trying to come up with, like, an alternative solution or something like that. Uh, whatever. Um, Caitlin rolls up on the conversation and basically calls Laurel out and is like, you're supposed to be this badass competitor. You're so scared of Evelyn. Go in there and take her out yourself. You know, um... Looking at the results, not the craziest yeah. <laughs> idea. At first, at first, when I was watching this, I was like, Caitlin, shut up. But then I was like, thinking about it more, I'm like, yeah, like, they go on to win the season. Laurel gets second. Like, who knows? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Look, I mean, no one, we can only say that literally knowing those exact results, like, as it, as it happened. But right. I've always thought that, like, there's actually a pretty decent case to be made. If you get an opponent who is an absolute beast in finals, then you should probably be willing to do a lot to take them out in an elimination because like eliminations can be pretty crapshooty, but finals, yeah. you can kind of tell who's going to win them uh, a lot of the time. They're really consistent, a ton of endurance, some gross food eating and some like some puzzles, I guess, but really it's about endurance, right? I mean, I mean, another thing too, is you're saying like, Oh, we don't know the results or whatever, which is true. But 
it's Evelyn and Paula. Like, you're looking at the rest of the field, and they're, like, far and away, like, the best team. Like, it's not even close. Like, so I, I do think, like, maybe they should have had a little bit of foresight, but it's really easy to say when you're another team, like, hey, right. throw yourself into elimination. Um, I don't even know. We'll get into it a little bit later when we talk about the elimination, but I don't even think that Laurel and Carl would have been best suited for this one necessarily. No, not necessarily, for sure. And and I would never throw myself into elimination. It's really just because Laurel is such a dominant force in eliminations that I think makes it viable. And even then, if I were them, I, I still wouldn't throw myself in. Uh, I'd, I'd like look for an opportunity midway through the season and say, like, okay, if Anissa and Robin can't get the job done, then I might go for it. And what's more is if you take them out, then I think Laurel and Cara Maria become like those top dogs that everyone's going after uh, and trying to throw into elimination. So it might not be the worst thing to keep them around for a while. That's true, too. I didn't even think about that. And if you're going to pick a team, knowing what they knew at the time, Robin and Nisa probably was the best choice. So. Yeah, I, I think it makes total sense. Uh, it's just it's just funny looking back that Caitlin really hit the nail on the head. Uh, yeah. they, what might have been if Kara and Laurel actually did go in? We'll never know, but they yeah. could have won the season. Look at Caitlin, of all people, being the uh, Nostradamus of the season. Uh, That's right. But they move on to the deliberation, and Robin gives a very eloquent speech <laughs> to, that really makes people think yeah, about what. Okay, I'm sorry. Robin, uh, uh, she tries to say words, I think, uh, but fails to. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then hands she, it off to Anissa, who also doesn't do that good of a job. I wish I wrote confident. down. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> she, she, no, she was. Uh, I wish I wrote down. What Robin said. Shades of Kendall, I believe, from the Challenge All Stars, in that it was just the most incoherent ramblings I've ever heard. It was like she made Kendall sound good. She might have made Kendall sound (laughs) good. I think so too. Kendall, Kendall, like okay, what Kendall got was like she got the shaft by the editors who clearly she went on for a while and they were able to do the whole montage treatment of her, which it's impossible to look good if you get montaged and, you know, and your, your, your words trail off into one another. It's like, I don't even, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. I'm just assuming that you're being an idiot. But with Robin, the actual words that she was saying made no sense. She was just like mumbling random thoughts related to eliminations. It was in no way, shape or form an argument. And uh, it, let's just say it was not effective at all. In fact, she might have turned several votes against her uh, during the process. I, I think also it probably did her like negative like uh, damage in future seasons as well. Possibly. What were uh, what were some other all time bad voting speeches? I, I think you there know, was one I, recently. You know, I was thinking about uh, the girl from Total Madness. The hello, yes. the hello Earthlings or greetings Earthlings. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. That is who I was thinking. Of. <laughs> Jenny, she was like the second yeah. boot or something. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was up there. That was up there too. <laughs> if anyone has any other ones, let us know too. We might be because like, dude, some of these people aren't the most articulate. There's got to be some other bad speeches in the history of the show. There has to be. There has to be a lot. Yeah. This this is a video I want to see on YouTube. Actually, the worst yes. speeches in the challenge history. <laughs> I'm gonna go work this on compilation, that. Please, someone make this. I mean, if we're both video editors. This really should fall on us. I don't think we can ask other people to make this. And, and we and we have been watching this season uh very closely but uh yeah we're too okay late. i'm gonna i'm gonna get right on that okay 
Um, yeah. So it doesn't work. And Issa and Robin go in. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, they I all believe, party. Everyone parties. <laughs> yeah. Approximately 12 seconds after the vote, uh, Jasmine cheats on her boyfriend, I think, is, <laughs> if my math is correct. Does not waste any time. Oh, like maybe directly 10 seconds on the show after saying, like, I love my boyfriend, all that. Then they cut to her doing it uh, outside of the confessional. I feel like this was like just a thing with reality TV. Maybe still is. Like if you have a significant other, it's it's not happening. Like we're 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 done. <laughs> if I'm going on this show, like sorry. You know, I think yeah. it depends on the show. If my significant other went on the challenge, uh, I'd be like, I don't know. There's some yeah. bad mojo. There's some bad mojo yeah. happening. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> If they're going on like Pirate Master, like maybe, like yeah, she'll be she'll be fine. But yeah, the challenge, Pirate the challenge. Master, I feel extremely safe. Yeah. no worries whatsoever. She's going on this show with a bunch of Abercrombie models. Like it's 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 it, we're done. And and uh, not to say Tyree's uh, necessarily a model, but you know he's a good looking guy. And uh, even though he sleeps with his sneakers on and smells like bacon, apparently. Another just hilarious roast by Kenny. How does he? How does he come up with this stuff? I don't, like, what? I don't understand how that thought can even begin to formulate in someone's mind. I, I mean, I don't know, but like, it it must be something that Johnny's been trying to pick up ever since. Because I feel like what Kenny does naturally is like what Johnny tried to make his shtick uh, be. Yeah, I believe so. I think that you tried to pick up the mantle left by uh, Kenny and Evan, two of the great confessional givers. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I think I think uh, Kenny said that Tyree hadn't had sex in a year and a half or something. Uh, or oh wait, no, that was Ty saying he hadn't had sex. I was in gonna a year say, I, I think that was Ty himself. <laughs> I think Kenny makes a remark like that in a later episode, though. So maybe we'll keep we'll maybe. keep track of that. Speaking of which, uh, Ty is starting to annoy some people in the house. Eric, mm, do tell what's what's he doing? Uh, I I feel like this. So I watched Ty's Real World season, and this is pretty much who he is. Like, he's that guy who is always going to have a contrarian answer. He's always going to play devil's advocate. And he just likes pushing people's buttons for the sake of pushing people's buttons. And I think that's this is what's happening here. He's a little sauced. And he's getting... He's saying some very mean remarks to the ladies. And Adam Royer is not liking it, Eric. Yeah, the thought occurred to me on watching this, um, even though Adam's the one who DQs himself by throwing a punch uh, unprovoked, which is not a good thing to do. Um, I would say that's a that's a dumb move. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of kind of feel for him a little bit more. It seems like uh, Ty, he's kind of trying to defend uh, the, the girls from Ty's mean comments uh, that are that are unwarranted. Right. So, it yeah, doesn't seem so bad. No, um, and not to say that, like, you know, I think it's clear Adam had a problem with alcohol, and from everything I've ever heard about him, he was always, like, a really nice guy when he's not drinking, and just drinking Mm. brings out the worst in him, Um, and he also said in an exit interview I read that there was more to it, and that Ty was, like, calling him a bitch, and also kind of getting up into his face a little bit, and they weren't showing as much of that on the episode, um, but yeah, Ty's provoking Adam. He's getting Adam's face. 
Brandon and Leroy are both just like, oh my god, please stop, like me, like like just chill yeah. out, both of you. And Adam is not having it, and it doesn't matter who's in his way, even if it's Mandy, uh, he's gonna go and uh, and he goes and he hits Ty, and yeah, yeah, an all time bad look, uh, sending a girl to the hospital on your way to DQing yourself by throwing a punch un- unprovoked, physically unprovoked. Yeah, I should poor say. Mandy, that looked yeah. like a hard fall too. That did. Uh, that sucked. I mean, good thing she was able to stay in and keep playing the game and didn't get like concussed horribly. <laughs> I'm surprised though. Like, I don't know how much the challenge medical staff even did because, like, you see the clip and it's like she's with like a nurse and the nurse is like, "You feel fine?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay, well, just you're fine." <laughs> yeah, I, yeah whatever, there's a joke right? to be made here about the challenge and their baseline test for concussion protocols and uh, um, uh but either way yeah i don't think uh i don't think they really went through all the steps that they would nowadays i would like to think um yeah she might she might have been concussed for a while yeah there's a very real yeah. chance of that yeah for sure but it's fine uh, it's not like she's on a physical competition show where they do things like hall brawl or anything like that right yeah. so it shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem mandy is alive as far as we know so i mean i guess it checks out right um, yeah she's she's still giving confessionals over there so she she should be fine right. <laughs> yeah yeah she still she stutters every now and then but okay that was a bad joke um but uh so <laughs> adam hits ty and it wasn't a very good hit either like he like barely no. grazes him um, this is uh just one small step above tina's elimination uh of herself by punching beth and beth <laughs> looked like a strong breeze just rolled by uh, yeah. i don't think this was worth a dq if you're gonna dq yourself try to connect a little more solidly next time adam Oh, uh, Eric, I almost forgot the best line of this whole thing, which was when Ty's like, hey, where's that guy at? And Adam's like, don't call me a guy, Ty. <laughs> it's classic Adam Royer line. Don't call me a guy, Ty. Is he quoting South Park? Like, hey, I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> That's, oh, I, yeah, I don't remember. That's where that. my uh, mind went. All right, uh, cut this on post. I, I don't like yeah, that joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what Adam was doing there. I don't know why he was so offended by being called a guy, but this was the last time we would ever see Adam Royer on reality television ever again. And uh, I gotta say, you know, he was good for he was entertaining for the time he was on, but probably for his own good. I've heard rumors that like he failed a psych exam for one of the next seasons and that's why he wasn't brought back on i don't know how true that is but Mm. i do know that he is currently an attorney now eric seems like a major life upgrade this could end up being one of the better things that's happened to him uh yeah imagine throwing this punch could have uh, sent his career spiraling upwards can you imagine honestly that probably played a role he's probably like okay well i can't be on reality tv anymore so i gotta find a real job so. Look, I believe it. If I was continuously getting cast on the challenge, it would be pretty hard to motivate me to get a real job. But like the challenge has a definite expiration date. Maybe not anymore with the All-Stars happening, but yeah. at the time, definite expiration date. But like, how can you turn down getting paid tens of thousands of dollars to go party and do these fun little and, competitions? And you know? I'm telling you, if Adam had not done this, he would have been on the show forever. Like, he would have been, like, a mainstay on the show, I feel like. Like, he caused drama. Really? He hooked up with girls. Like, he would have been on the show forever. 
Uh, I haven't seen a season, so I guess I'll just never know the legend yeah. that could have been Adam. Yeah, and you can't uh, even watch his season on Paramount Plus. It's not even on there. So darn it! Can't, yeah, uh, can't. yeah, yeah. Shoot. I know you're dying to see it, but yeah, no more Adam. Uh, and so the big question is, what is going to happen with Leroy? Oh my God, Eric, is he going to get eliminated? Are they going to execute him? What are they going to do? I'm glad we're getting to this because uh, this is another move that just makes the season. They bring in this fucking dork Mike to be his partner. <laughs> and it is so funny watching someone like Mike on the challenge because like this type of casting just doesn't happen ever. Right. But they apparently wanted to keep Leroy so badly that they bring in his buddy completely antithetical to the team of the, 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 of the season. <laughs> And uh, he's not cut out for the challenge in any way, shape, or form. And yet, he makes this such a funny experience. I loved it, man. I loved having Mike on this show. He's, he's awesome. I think everyone loves their dynamic. Eric, this would be like if the producers cast you and me as Leroy's partner for the season. Except we probably wouldn't have gotten yeah. as far as they did. Um, and, and I remember their friendship from Real World Las Vegas. It was true. It was authentic. They were hanging out all the time. It's not just for rivals. They they were they were real boys. And apparently Leroy was speculating in the house who they were gonna bring in. And he was telling everyone, like, oh, if they bring in my boy Mike, y'all are done. Like they, like <laughs> and everyone everyone had this impression of Mike like he was like this big jack dude. <laughs> and then like when they bring, and then when they bring him out, it's like this guy? <laughs> They're like, who's that? He's like, yeah. that's Mike. That's He's Mike. like, that's he my boy. What do you mean? <laughs> we got this. And Leroy Dude. seems so genuinely happy where I feel like a lot of like other like alpha bros would have been like, oh, man, they really – Leroy was about it. Yeah. I mean, CT would have been like, Cam, Cam, give me Cam. <laughs> I want Cam. Uh, he, would, he would not have been a fan. But uh... – <laughs> <laughs> looking looking back uh it, it just makes sense you know like they physically look very different leroy and and mike but they're both fucking hilarious and just uh doesn't really surprise me at all that they would they would get along well and you know uh they even they even go out uh winning an elimination towards the end of the season can you imagine a physical elimination them who'd have thought who'd or have a thought? challenge whatever um uh, but yeah. anyway <laughs> Uh, daily yeah sorry not elimination yeah, not elimination yeah. might be it's all right we're moving on from, from yeah. your mistake into the actual elimination eric which is called hands on i believe uh yes i also believe that this one is a <laughs> bit of a willpower endurance challenge and it was cool it was cool i liked it i'm surprised we haven't seen this again this is this is a solid elimination yeah, describe it, will you, for anyone who does not remember exactly what this looked like. So, essentially, there's two sliding platforms that are put together in the shape of a triangle. Each teammate is standing on said triangle, and the platforms slowly sink down until, <laughs> until they can't handle it anymore, and they fall one way or the other. And this, we were talking before about possible matchups for this and who would have done the best against Evelyn and Paula. And I actually think that Robin and Anissa, even knowing the elimination, were probably still the best team to go against them. See, I feel like it's, it's kind of hard to tell, you know? I mean, uh, is, is this not about, I feel like 
Oh, okay. All right. Let me try to start over. Um, does height matter in this challenge, right? Do they adjust for people's heights? Because I feel like if height's a factor, then I just want the tallest team, right? Doesn't that just uh, kind of make sense? Like the taller well, I, you are, like the less of an angle you're going to be at as the platforms slowly move away. Here's the thing. I think that there's not a team where the both of them are like the same height. Like Kara and Laurel are way different. You could say Johnny Do you have and to Jeff, be the same height though. I feel like it. Was, I feel like it'd be better, wouldn't it, if y'all were both the same height? I mean, if I had to maybe. choose, I guess. But maybe you, uh, if if you're different heights, you you could still like. Huh, I don't know. It's a good point. Maybe maybe you don't want I feel anyone like short. One, yeah. one person is doing more work than the other. Like if it's that way. At least that's how I think of it. You can't uh, see this, but right now I'm doing a little <laughs> diagram with my fingers and yeah. trying to play some stuff out with <laughs> We're trying you know, to figure this out. I think angles. personally you want the team you as a team you want to be the one who's the most evenly like height, reach, all that. And I just think the other girl teams were too mismatched. And Teresa's way taller than Camilla. Like, I think uh, ideally you want two seven foot six NBA players. Uh, yeah, I think that's ideal because like yes. other teams are going to be in the water and they're still going to be basically standing upright at that point. I think that'd be ideal. Failing that, I guess I think I can see that you'd want to be evenly height maybe being evenly heighted or like not having one particularly shorter person on your team is important and being tall is also important and maybe it's just like the best combination of that leads yeah. to the best team I don't know but, I don't know I'm even, done talking about this but even near the end of the elimination it seemed like Evelyn and Paula were about to follow themselves so like yeah. it was it really could have gone either way and someone made a comment too th along the lines of uh, Evelyn and Paula were pushing each other apart, you know, palms open, like using their force yeah. against each other. Whereas Anissa and Robin were pulling each other towards each other, um, which I guess you can do. I, do you I think that's why they lost? I actually didn't feel like it was a bad strategy. I think that. I think saying that they were pulling on each other was oversimplifying it. I think what was actually happening was that Anissa was holding up Robin, which isn't a bad strategy, mm. but like, I think her legs and her back were just worn out from shouldering so much of that load for so long. It seems to me that pushing should be better, right? If, right. If they, that, if, that would be my natural it, instinct. Like just, to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. If you maybe they they had to do that out of necessity, like if Robin was giving out. But uh, if, if if that's the case, no surprise that they fell in first. Even though apparently it was a little bit close um, from the looks of it. But yeah, I would think that pushing against each other is is by far the best way to do this. I don't know. Believe it or not, I've never tried this before. Have you? Uh, no, and I never will. But. Paula and Evelyn pull it out. Oh my God! Who would have thunk it? The best team wins, and uh, they're probably gonna win the whole season. We'll see. <laughs> we don't know. Now I want to <laughs> try this though. I want to. I want to try this elimination for fun. I'm gonna go, like, go to the local community pool and see if I can make this happen. <laughs> yeah, just don't ask any random people. They might be. They might be put off by it. No, I'm not going to ask a random person. I'm going to ask a random person who's my height. I've, I've been paying attention. <laughs> smart. You're very smart. So they go back to the house, and Kenny and CT kind of get into it a little bit. And Kenny's like, CT, dude, I know you're up to something. 
it's only a matter of time. Uh, and CT tells Kenny, hey, when you, when you and Wes have a bad day, I'll be there. That's really nice of him. See, he's already turned <laughs> over a new leaf. I don't think he meant it quite like that. Uh, Look at it's that. Set, it, it's setting up for what is pretty much going to be the biggest friction in the season, which is all these people trying to get this one guy out of here in CT. Yeah, that's the real theme of the season, as we'll find out. It's J-E-K-W uh, versus CT on the men's side anyway. And they're going to have a hell of a time getting CT out of this game. Uh, and it's it's great. It's awesome. So I'm excited to, to keep watching CT survive and survive and survive and survive. It's going to be a fun ride, my friend. Yes, foiling their plans along the way. Eric, I hate it when my plans get foiled, man. It sucks. When you have yeah. a great plan and someone just foils it, it's like, ah, foiled stop, again. Stop Damn. it. You, you, <laughs> these bastard kids and their dog. Um, but that was a Scooby-Doo reference. Uh, anyway, no, don't worry, I'll cut it out. I'll cut that out. Damn it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Eric, this was a great episode. This is a great premiere of a great season. Uh, I don't know what more we can say. Yeah, no, I think we're done. This is great. Um, Rivals is fucking awesome. It's just the best. It's fun to rewatch it. If you're not doing this yet, I encourage you to come along for the ride. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus. There's no excuse. It's it's there, just waiting to get watched and relived. As long as you again just pretend that none of these people ever did anything bad. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it seems like half the cast has done something terrible. But like you know what? I'm not here to judge that. I've made mistakes. I'm here to watch them be mean to each other and beat each other up. And that's what I intend to do. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to join us on this, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review if you like it. And I guess if you don't too, but like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? No, I encourage bad reviews. We need to get better. So uh, tell, tell us what you think and shoot it straight. Okay. Don't hold anything back. I want to hear it and I want to hear it all. Yep. And uh, you, you will be seeing us again for episode two. So stay subscribed. And uh, yeah. Talk to you soon, Joseph. Bye. See ya.